0: This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. Occupy Pro Wrestling is made possible with the help of our site partners and supporters. You can find links to our partners and ways to support this project, including our merch and Patreon page at OccupyProWrestling.com. Hello, and welcome to Occupy Pro Wrestling, the podcast that will never lose an I quit match. I'm your host, Alex Smiley, taking a look at what makes wrestling fun, and on this episode I'm taking a rare trip down memory lane, looking back at the eight year history of this very project. That's right, everyone. Occupy Pro Wrestling turns eight, as evident by a recent notification I got on Twitter to that effect. A lot has happened since then, including some big news from late last year. That I think is worth listening to. Before I hop into the TARDIS and head back to 2012, let's get some plugs in and start this podcast off right. You can get all the latest goings on at OccupyProWrestling.com, including links to our site partners, our merchandise at the OPW shop and in the store at What a Maneuver, and our Patreon page. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help support the website, the podcast, and the merch, and earn rewards like early access to the show some freebies, and more. Be like our buddy Heel Bradley and support Occupy Pro Wrestling today. If you find that you enjoy listening to this retrospective, you might find yourself loving the rest of our back catalog. Featuring interviews with fellow wrestling fans, wrestlers, and other notable people in the community, along with other nice little bits and bobs, you can find our previous episodes on the podcast feed of Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever you enjoyed listening to podcasts. Feel free to subscribe to Occupy Pro Wrestling and be ready for new episodes coming soon. Chances are you found out about Occupy Pro Wrestling from somewhere on the internet, such as our social media channels on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel while you're at it as new video content is on the way. You can also join the OPW community on the forums and our Discord server. You'll find all those links over at our website, OccupyProWrestling.com. It's time now to shine a light on the latest from our site partners. That's right, it's time for the partner spotlight. Shout out to the hot tub guy himself on being a regular commentator with GCW and other shows in the SoCal area. Look for Deshawn's Two Cents on Facebook for the latest reviews and interviews from one of our first ever site partners. Our friends at ESPN Sports Sims are as busy as ever with the HIFL simulation game going on at the moment. Be sure to check out the latest at ESPN Sports After a bit of a hiatus, the MFX podcast returns with the debut episode of the MFXtra The Scottish Announce Table. Duckman and George the Animal Peel talk about recent happenings with WWE and AEW, and so much more. Check it out at mfxpodcast.com. The OSWE Fed recently enjoyed a big event with Cyberslam, a live show featuring matches voted on by the Fed's community. Check this out and much more at weareosw.com. There is plenty of merchandise to check out at What a Maneuver including new releases from This Filipino American Life, The Ultimate Predator, and The Wrestler's Lab. Check it out at whatamaneuver.net and while you're at it get yourself some fine OPW threads. Covering the latest in WWE, AEW, Impact, ROH, and the Indie Circuit. WrestleView is constantly putting out great news articles and results. Check it out at WrestleView.com. Wrestling Mayhem Show marches forward with Mayhem Mania, the thought experiment that allows guests and co-hosts to book their dream Wrestlemania card. Check out the latest on that, as well as the usual mayhem, at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. If you're interested in becoming a site partner, feel free to send me an email at info at smarts.com subject line, site partner. A big thanks to everyone that supported Occupy Pro Wrestling as a site partner, and in turn, helping spread the word about what we're trying to do. It means a lot that you would take a chance on this little project, and from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And now it's time to hop into the DeLorean, get that bad boy up to 88 miles per hour, and go back in time for the Occupy Pro Wrestling Retrospective. Occupy Pro Wrestling unofficially started in late 2011, inspired in large part by Occupy Wall Street and similar movements around the nation. A chance to celebrate the idea that pro wrestling is meant for everyone. This began a simple cafe press shop that I opened with the name Occupy Pro Wrestling around the beginning of 2012. In late January I attended a couple events during Wrestle Reunion, a convention that preceded the likes of WrestleCon and The Collective which are obviously more centered around Wrestlemania weekend. I went to a Dragon Gate USA show on the Friday and a PWG show on the Sunday. That weekend included such interesting in-ring highlights as my first time seeing the Young Bucks, Pac, Kevin Steen, and many more in person for the first time and such out-of-ring experiences as recording an intro for the MFX podcast with Steen and meaning Virgil for the first, and currently only, time. The following week, I had set up my first website for the project, quickly putting something together on WordPress.com and sharing some thoughts and pictures from the weekend. Around that same time, I created the Facebook page and Twitter account, hence the 8-year celebration tweet recently. I still have fond memories of talking to some friends I'd made online, set up the first partners of the website, two of which are still active and still very much friends of the movement, as it were. The MFX Podcast, who gave me the nickname Alex Smiley sometime later, and to Sean's Two Cents, who had not quite settled into the role of Hot Tub Guy just yet. The rest, as they say, is history, but that's precisely the point of this episode. So let's move on to the next milestone. Not long after I started Occupy Pro Wrestling, I made a new website and actually bought my first domain for it. I've also done a few projects here and there as part of Occupy Pro Wrestling's mission to celebrate the business. I was given an opportunity to design DVD covers and similar media for the RWA based in West Newton, Pennsylvania, thanks to Sorgatron Media. And in 2015, I designed the website for the relaunch of IndieWrestling.us, as well as a brief run shooting video for Orange County Championship Wrestling. By brief, I mean I filmed one show's worth of content, but still, it was a fun time and I learned a great deal about myself from these projects. Things got really interesting in 2016 though. This was when I began working with a Maneuver on getting a store set up for Occupy Pro Wrestling. Prior to this I had next to zero sales on the Cafe Press or the Spreadshirt shop. My first design in the a Maneuver store was Legends of the Lucha Temple, a crossover tribute of Lucha Underground and Legends of the Hidden Temple of course. This was where I began showing my affinity for 90s Nickelodeon and pro wrestling. That was released about a month or so before I made one of my first big treks for wrestling, meeting up with Sorg in LA to actually attend a taping of Lucha Underground. Around this time, I began the OPW podcast with a focus on interviewing fellow fans of the business. This came about because of a really fun podcast I enjoyed listening to called Fan to Fan, which was hosted by Kevin Ford at PW Podrings. My first episode featured an interview with my friend Babs as we talked about Chikara and her time as the host of Chikara in 15 minutes or less, along with indie wrestling in general, and the greatness of one Mr. Perfect. The second episode featured a chat with Kenny Pete of the band The Mystery Men, discussing his love of music and wrestling and how the two worlds collided for him. The third episode featured the interview I conducted with Sorg during the weekend we hung out, but Real Life Issues delayed that episode by several months. The past three years have been crazy as far as life goes. Losing my mom in 2017 and my dad last October did a real number on my focus and drive, but I've managed to cobble a few things together, including new designs at the a Maneuver shop, a revamped website, new interviews for the podcast featuring Kate Nix, Keith Lee Davidson, and Heel Bradley, and the fairly recent takeover of the old MFX forums, rebranded the OPW community. I'm hoping to help drive that aspect of my original mission while working on some exciting new ventures in the works. Late last year, I finally launched Occupy Pro Wrestling LLC, focusing on the design and media aspect of that mission. I'm currently seeking any commissions for media projects from merch design to websites and even photo video projects. On top of that, I'm working on a cool little side venture that I'm hoping to announce soon. To everyone that's ever supported me through this project, everyone that's taken the time to listen to the podcast or show some love for the videos, designs, and other crazy ideas I've had over the years, and to everyone that took the time to listen to me ramble about the history of this project for this relatively short episode of the podcast, thank you. With this trip down memory lane complete, we focus our eyes on the future. One of the projects I have in the works is a new podcast called The Bright Side of Wrestling, a weekly look at the silver lining in sports entertainment. As a little bonus to the podcast you're listening to now, I'm including a pilot of sorts as I take a look back at WWE's Elimination Chamber event from a couple weeks ago. Enjoy! Enjoy! Hello and welcome to The Bright Side of Wrestling, the podcast that looks for the silver lining in sports entertainment. I'm your host, Alex Smiley, taking you on a weekly journey into the world of pro wrestling with a somewhat more positive outlook. The idea will be to look back at both the past and the present and find the things that I enjoy, and in the process, help the listener find something new to appreciate. This will of course focus on my own personal opinion, but that's perhaps the best thing about wrestling. We all have our opinion on what we like, and every opinion is valid. For our very first look on the bright side, we're setting the clock back just a couple weeks to WWE's Elimination Chamber. We start things off with the kickoff show, featuring one of the better panels I've seen on these occasions. I think they all did a great job of balancing their usual humor and some good insights on the matches that were set for the event. Kickoff also featured some great interviews, including the focus and determination of Ruby Riot, proof that Miz and Morrison have not lost a step as a tag team, a simple but effective promo from Aleister Black talking about his match with AJ Styles that night, and Braun Strowman giving some credence to a storyline that has been a little shaky at times. Our truth is comedy gold as always, I get a kick out of things like John Cena being his childhood hero and confusing Rosenberg with Sam Roberts. We get a fun little match between the Viking Raiders and the host of the major wrestling figure podcast, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Not bad for a last minute addition to the card. It was interesting to note a slight change of attitude from Ryder and Hawkins, and the Raiders got a chance to shine. We finish the kickoff with a nice interview from Andrade and Selena Vega, and a fun promo from the Usos to wrap things up. We start the main show with a fun clinic between Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak. The storyline seemed a little shaky in the lead up to this, but I have all the respect in the world for what these guys can do in the ring. I thought for sure we'd seen this somewhere on the indies before, but as far as I can tell we're seeing this for the very first time. Some really good counter wrestling and technical mastery is on display, with a good finish that sees Brian working a little harder to lock in the yes lock, and Gulak passing out rather than tapping to give Daniel Bryan the win. The interview with Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler was nice, but I really liked the little glitch we saw on the TV behind Charlie, a nice nod to what's been popping up on SmackDown from time to time. It's clear that they're building to something, but I like when little things get snuck into the programming. With the United States title on the line, we get what I can best describe as a highlight of WWE's version of Lucha Libre as Andrade defends against Humberto Carrillo. Fun? Fast-paced? with plenty of good spots from both men, and a finish that fits in well with Andrade's character as he clinches a handful of tights in a roll-up to retain the title. I get the feeling that this feud must continue, but I'm okay with this continuing to WrestleMania. Up next, we have the first Elimination Chamber match of the night, with the SmackDown tag titles on the line. Again, Miz and Morrison have not lost a step as a team, and I love the banter between teams coming into the match and those in their pods. This match played well to the strengths of every team, from the big spots of Lucha House Party, to the hostile of heavy machinery, and the sneakiness of the champs and rude Ziggler. Overall, I think this was a fun match. It's always nice to see the tag division showcased in circumstances like this. Miz and Morrison retaining only adds to the credibility of their return as we head toward WrestleMania. We bring the pace down just a little bit in the next match as Alistair Black takes on AJ Styles in a no DQ match that was actually well paced considering the story going into it. I was a little surprised that the OC stayed mostly out of the match until the end, but we also got a nice moment with The Undertaker appearing before Alistair picked up the win. The Raw Tag Title match was serviceable. Good action throughout, I liked seeing the Viking Raiders come out to deal with AOP, and a little bit of Kevin Owens with his issues with Seth Rollins, leading up to the Street Profits picking up the win. After that, we got the three-on-one handicap match for the Intercontinental Championship, as Braun Strowman defends against the man he won the title from, Shinsuke Nakamura, and his two buddies, Sami Zayn and Cesaro. I've been up and down about the storyline going into this, but the match itself was good, and to be honest, I loved seeing Sami pick up the win. Similar to how Braun picked up his first singles title in WWE, we got to see a big moment for Sammy here. I reckon some form of Sammy vs. Braun is set for WrestleMania, and I can't wait. In our main event, we saw six women compete in the second Elimination Chamber match of the night for a shot at Becky Lynch in the Raw Women's Championship. This was a match centered around Shayna Baszler proving she could back up her promise of chewing through the rest of the competition in the form of Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan. Sarah Logan, Natalia, and Asuka. This main event turned out to be a bit divisive for fans, but personally, I liked seeing the dominance of Shayna upon her entry into the match. I do agree with some that said that the approach could work better had she entered later in, but aside from that, I really liked this match. Some good moments came from it, including Liv Morgan proving more and more that she could hang in this division, and Asuka giving some much-needed counterbalance near the end. With her win tonight, Shayna has punched her ticket to WrestleMania to face Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship. Overall, I really enjoyed this show. It was a nice stop on the road to WrestleMania, which leads me to my final thoughts. Keep in mind my thoughts on Elimination Chamber were all written down at the time the show aired, with little input from recent events. This is as good a time as any to address the uncertain future of WrestleMania, which has been announced as taking place over two nights from a variety of locations, including the WWE Performance Center. These are trying times for everyone, wrestling and otherwise. I'm excited to see what WWE does in light of these circumstances, but I also just want to give everyone well wishes, and I'm hoping everyone's health and safety is kept a top priority. that'll do it for our first Bright Side of Wrestling. What did you enjoy about Elimination Chamber? What are you looking forward to in WWE and wrestling as a whole in this surreal time we're living in? Let me know on Facebook or Twitter at Power to the Smarks. Now that I've finally gotten this pilot episode off the ground, expect a weekly dose of positivity. Until next time, I'm Alex Smiley, reminding you to look on the Bright Side of Wrestling. Thanks for checking out this special look at the Bright Side of Wrestling, coming soon to your podcast feed. I'm looking forward to getting back to chatting with fellow fans, wrestlers, and anyone else that wants to share their story. Until then, make sure to subscribe to the podcast feed, follow us on the socials, and keep an ear to the ground for what's coming up next. Big thanks to the Mystery Men for the intro and outro music. Until next time, this is Alex Smiley reminding you to keep chasing your dreams forever.